Hi people, my name is Joy Agrawal. Welcome to the very first episode of this podcast on misinformation in public health. Our motto is adding faces to health fact checking and debunking health myths, both physical and mental. Public misinformation is a category of rumors which have been spread by enthusiasts who are either uninformed or are giving their opinions which by a certain faction are considered uh, facts. Disinformation, on the other hand, is the intentional spreading of rumors with a malicious intent. Throughout this podcast, we will group dis and misinformation together and call them misinformation. Misinformation has wide-ranging effects. It has the ability to create hysteria and put people into depression. It can also make people either overly scared of a disease or overly complacent of something, both of which can be disastrous. We wish to address this by providing public with authentic media sources and authentic websites to search stuff about health. We also hope to teach them how to determine whether an article is a fact or an opinion. We also want to interview doctors in our contacts for authentic information on rumors. Most fact-checking websites either provide a fact or opinion response. We want to add faces to this process and in the process convey more information for people to gain knowledge rather than just a fact slash opinion. Today, we are going to start with the very effects of misinformation public health on people's mental health and also discuss about misinformation that exists in the mental health community slash world. So two uh, goals. We have a world-renowned psychologist with us today, Dr. Rita Agarwal, who has been practicing for a very long time and has also given a TED Talk. She has written for various national dailies here in India. Her latest work is with the Rotary Clubs, Clubs Internationally for Mental Health. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Good afternoon, Dr. Agarwal. Thank you so much for being with us here today. Thank you, Joy, for inviting me. It's my pleasure. So the topic for today is um, mental health effects of uh, misinformation in public health. So misinformation is a big challenge, not only because it gives fear to people, but it also sort of reverses their belief uh, in medicine. People tend to go away from medicine. Although science is not 100% accurate, it's still the next best thing that there, that there is. The classic example of misinformation in public health is the vaccine versus autism mis misconception. A lot of people globe over believe vaccination often leads to autism in some cases and that children don't need to be vaccinated due to quote-unquote herd immunity that we have heard a lot of uh, during this past pandemic, uh, during these past two years. This remains by far the biggest worry in the medical world, especially among epidemiologists. Another challenge is of, uh, often people Google their symptoms. In fact, that is something even I commonly do despite knowing the misin misinformation that exists on the internet. Uh, and people tend to get extensively depressed thinking of the possible conditions that they have. This is something that needs to be addressed. During this pandemic, one of the biggest worry has been <clears throat> the so-called WhatsApp University. A rumor that I particularly remember is of mysterious symptoms affecting otherwise healthy people. And even in some, in some cases, even people randomly fainting and uh, so in, in very few dying. Uh, 
Now, people who had taken the vaccine were, of course, in hysteria and those who didn't were uh, in disbelief of it. What is your analysis of people who suffer through uh, the effects of misinformation in public health? So, as you rightly said, misinformation about public health, whether it is physical health or mental health, always exists at various forums. It could be online, it could be people's opinion, it could be TikTok, social media, it could be anywhere. There is a lot of misinformation which actually goes around the world like a rumor. And in the mental health sphere, we see a lot of people suffering from misinformation, which impacts them in many ways. It might scare them, put a fear of the, in their minds about taking treatment or going to a mental health professional, because they might think that if they go to a mental health professional, he might just drug them, or he might just put them through an electroconvulsive therapy, which is ECT. So things like that, I agree with you that misinformation can impact negatively the mental status of any human being. Thank you so much for that. So how can people who have been misinformed uh, multiple times and who have suffered uh, these the consequences of misinformation uh, multiple times regain their rights and how can they correct their sort of you know judgment uh, and get back on track see there are two things i would like to stay, say here one is to go to the right mental health professional somebody who's trained properly and somebody who's been practicing for some years in a steady manner if you go to the wrong people who do not have the qualification or the professional expertise, you're likely to be misinformed. The second thing about misinformation is, if you are suffering from, say anything, if you have a doubt in your mind that am I depressed? Am I suffering from an anxiety disorder? Instead of reading all sorts of Google pages or social media or talking to lay persons and friends and peers, it's better to just go and visit a mental health professional and get your facts right before it exaggerates or exacerbates. So a timely action would really help people not suffer to the extent that they do. That's a very good uh, idea of going to mental health professionals, even when you are in, uh, say, mis misinformed or if you're not sure whether to believe the information or not, because uh, they can act as sort of guardians and, you know, uh, help you through uh, the misinformation. So uh, another big problem uh, was that the government reported um, a certain number of uh, mortalities and Media reported a certain number of mortalities during this past COVID pandemic, which were exorbitantly higher number. So there was a chaos regarding mortality rate and such. So people wouldn't trust the government. So I'm this. I'm asking this question because um, psychology is like a gray area and something not to be messed with. So what's the appropriate approach to view information, uh, whether it be authentic or inauthentic, and 
not letting it impact impact our uh, mental health. So we live in a world of information, where information is there all over online, and people access the Google so easily at their fingertips. So when when somebody reads some information on a mental health condition or a mental health disease or an illness, they should make a note in their minds with a question mark and not take it as the gospel truth. And after they make a note of it and supposing they identify with the symptoms, then they should go straight to a mental health professional to verify the truth and the veracity of the statement. That's how it should be done. So you filter out the misinformation from the real information, authentic information. See, more than a decade ago, WHO had declared that 2020 will be a year of depression. And WHO at that point of time, a decade ago, did not know that the world would be affected by a COVID pandemic. And so we knew there was a silent pandemic in the sphere of mental health going on since several years. And the COVID pandemic just brought it to the forefront. Mental health of people shot up, also shot up like anything because of it being a global phenomena and impacting everybody's life, everybody. There's not a single human being who was not impacted by the COVID pandemic. So two things, number one, the silent pandemic in mental health was already going on. COVID pandemic brought it to the forefront, so the numbers multiplied. Second, COVID also exaggerated the numbers and the mental health problems shot up because the number of calls we started getting, because you see there, was, there are people in homes, somebody is suffering from COVID, somebody has the fear of COVID, they are alone, social isolation, social lockdown, and all these factors have impacted mental health of people in a very big way. And we are doing a global grant on school mental health in five schools, and we are seeing now the impact on children when the schools reopen after two years of lockdown. The children's behavior have totally changed, and the school principals are finding it a big challenge handling children. Yeah, that's something that I've observed as well, this problems with the school and all those things. So, by the way, that was a great coincidence, the WHO declaring 2020 as year 2020 as the year of depression and uh, 2020 being the year uh, the whole world came to a standstill due to um, this COVID pandemic. So, um, I feel it's best to be sensitive to everyone. Uh, so, if someone uh, is living around me who is misinformed related to any topic on public health or anything uh, that can be actually critical to their health or uh, the misinformation that they are living in can um, be very threatening to their health then what is the best way to break the truth to them because we don't want them to have a, a crisis or something uh, of that sort yeah i think that's a very good question because we are trying to do something like this, a preventive project in our uh, Rotary Club, Rotary Clubs worldwide. 
where if we see a sign and symptom, we would like to very gently inform the person and say, hey, do you think you need help? We cannot just say, hey, I think you're suffering from depression or you have OCD or you have an anxiety disorder. That's not the way to break the news. But to give him a gentle nudge and say, do you think you need help? Would you like me to help you out? Do you think you need to see some professional? Something like that. So now the person out of complacency is a better idea than stating something more categorically. I completely agree with the fact that it we must convey things to people with an indirect nudge rather than a point blank statement. So thank you so much, Dr. Akarwal. It has been a pleasure to have you and I can't wait to practice the protocols that you have discussed here to avoid misinformation and, and keep my head straight while ignoring all the fake news on social media today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much, Joyce.